Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Brian Houston. As global senior pastor of Hillsong Church, Brian has two passions. One is to build the Church of Jesus, and the other is to help people fulfill their God-given potential. Anytime you listen to him, you'll be encouraged that wherever you are, or whatever you're going through, the best is yet to come. You can watch Brian Houston Sundays on Miracle Channel at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time. And now, Brian Houston shares a powerful message on knowing God, where your strength comes from, and ultimately, the great exploits that are possible when we live out of an ongoing faith in Jesus. Let's dive into the message. The people who know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. Daniel 11, verse 32. In the Scripture, it's talking about a king described as the king of the north who undermined and corrupted God's people, who tried to seduce them away from the house of God and the things of God. And so the verse reads like this, those who do wickedly against the covenant, the king of the north shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. This verse is prophetic. It's a prophecy that I have read, involved the times of a man called Judas Maccabeus, who Judas Maccabeus led a small army of dedicated men and led them in a battle against another man called Antiochus Epiphanes. I know this because I read it. And every time they would come up against a far superior force, the small dedicated group that Judas Maccabeus led would have victory. And every time they'd commit themselves to God and dedicate themselves to the will of God, and they became legendary in terms of their great exploits. The people who know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. It's talking about, as I said, two kings. It's the tale of two kings, the king of the north, the king of the south. They were always at each other, constantly agitating. Several times, just in Daniel chapter 11. And generally, the king of the north was the aggressor. And so it's a tale of these two kings and the king of the north coming against them. It really is a tale of seduction, of smooth talking, this king trying to corrupt and seduce people away from the things of God. There's a tale of two choices. The choice to stay faithful, to stay constant, to determine that you can't be bought, that you are committed, and the choice, in fact, to, to compromise. It really is the tale of incredible feats and legendary exploits by the small group, the small army of people. And as I said, it's a tale of those who could be bought and those who couldn't be bought. Listen to it from verse 29 to verse 32. It says, at the appointed time, 
This king of the north will once again invade the south, but this time the result will be different. For warships from western coastlands will scare him off and he will withdraw and return home. But he will vent his anger against the people of the Holy Covenant and reward those who forsake the covenant. His army will take over the temple fortress, pollute the sanctuary. See, this is this king of the north. He really is trying to seduce and use smooth talk. And he's coming against the temple, and take over the temple fortress, pollute the sanctuary, put a stop to the daily sacrifices, set up the sacrilegious object that causes desecration. He will flatter and win over those who have violated the covenant. But the people who know their God shall be strong and do great. I always think of the people of our church, and you guys who are visiting, as a people committed to legendary exploits, great exploits, really believing for God to use you and, and to see the will of God as an adventure. You see, as a noun, the word exploit, it means a great feat. Not your feet, F-E-A-T, feet. An achievement, an enterprise, an adventure. The adventure of serving Jesus. I love the idea of great exploits when it's an adventure serving God. It's not just us marking time until our rapture. No, we're on this adventure called the will of God. And in that, there are great and legendary exploits. And so again, uh, exploit means a deed, an accomplishment, an attainment, an escapade. And I believe God has called us all to live out this great escapade called the will of God, this great adventure. As a verb though, the word exploit means to take advantage of, to abuse, to use, to manipulate, to milk, to dump on, to treat badly, ill-treat. And so the king, he was an exploiter. He was one who ill-treated and treated badly. But the people... They were people of great exploits. And so quite a contrast. And as I've been saying, the promises to those who know their God, they know their God and because of that, they're strong. And in their strength, they do great exploits. I think a great exploits are perhaps how you could be one who is committed to great exploits. A great exploit, it is a great endeavor. It's a great achievement. It's a great accomplishment. I've got a friend, some know him, called John Norman. John Norman is a pastor in Norwich in the United Kingdom, and John went through our college. He was, he was a naughty boy at college, at Hillsong College. He was impish, you know, he's, he's in a nice way, in a good way, and he's still a naughty boy, but he pastors a church in Norwich, and it's booming. They needed a new church building. Desperately, they needed a new church building, so John thought he'd do something to help raise money for their new church building. And he decided, I don't know what he was thinking, he decided to run seven marathons in seven days. This is just last week, seven marathons in seven days. I, I mean, I can't even imagine that. I've never, ever done more than six marathons in six days. <laughs> seven marathons in seven days. You're thinking, you're not going to do that. Well, don't worry, nor am I. I'm not going to do that. But what an accomplishment because he got through the first marathon by the second one, he was totally exhausted, completely gone, and thought that he was no way he could make it to seventh. 
that he got through the third one. I watched the photos on Instagram. He looked more and more exhausted every single time, began to almost look inhuman. I mean, he was absolutely exhausted. He got the fifth one done. He got the sixth one done. And he finally ran the seventh marathon and he finished at their church and walked straight into church from running his seventh marathon in seven days and preached about lessons he learned running seven marathons in seven days. That's a great exploit, isn't it? That's a great endeavour. That's a great achievement. Another friend of our church runs the Dream Centre, helping the addicted and the hungry and so on in Los Angeles. And he did something that is unbelievable. He ran seven marathons in seven days on seven continents. True story. So that he could raise money for the Dream Centre. And so they started in Antarctica. You had to do every one of the seven marathons within a certain time frame. Else the charter plane they have, it's like a race, an international race. The charter plane they use will go without you. And so they started in Antarctica and went on around the various continents around the world, finished in Sydney, Australia. And do you know that even though he on the fourth marathon completely blew out his knee, completely blew out his knee, but he somehow managed to almost crawl all the way through until he reached his seventh marathon. That is a great exploit right there. I believe that when God seeds an idea in someone who dares to be entrepreneurial, they see something, a possibility nobody else can see. It's a great exploit when they can just see that maybe there's an opportunity and they've got the faith to step out. So I'm not just talking about like a natural sort of entrepreneurial business. I'm talking about something where God drops an idea in your spirit. And so you decide that you're for the kingdom of God and you want to see the house of the Lord flourish. And so for that purpose, you involve yourself in some kind of endeavour that is going to increase the work of the Lord. To me, that's a great exploit. Just giving you a few different ideas, good deeds. Number three, in other words, helping people, helping the hurty, helping the needing, helping the poor the widows and the orphans, like the Bible says, the fatherless, doing something that reaches out to other people. What a great exploit. Thank God for those over years who, through city care, go out and just help people. No strings attached. What a great exploit. When people just go out, our church is filled with people who quietly, behind the scenes, they're just out there doing great exploits, helping, hurting people. And I love it. It's fantastic. You can watch more messages from Brian Houston on Corco Plus, Miracle Channel streaming service. Corco Plus has thousands of ministry programs in the Christian Living section. Every Friday, we take your favorite speakers and curate messages into a topic-based playlist called The Weekly Fix. This week, the topic is You Are Anointed. You'll get to watch part two of this series from Brian Houston, along with messages from Kenneth Copeland, Joel Osteen, Levi Lusco, and Leon Fontaine, all teaching on God's anointing. Go to corco.com to sign up for your free account in three simple steps. That's C-O-R-C-O.com. Corco Plus programming is available to Canadian residents only. I was in London and spent the weekend with my brother. Now, my brother's two years older than me, and we really haven't spent any time together for 15 years. And so we were able to have a few, to- a little bit of time together. It was pretty special for me, to be honest. But we were walking the streets of London on Sunday morning, Easter Sunday morning, 
And I came across this scene. Have a look at this photo. So the man kneeling, he's got a Bible on his knee. And I didn't just watch this for a couple of seconds. I watched it for at least a couple of minutes. And they were interacting. Both of them were totally engaged, interacting. And the man with the Bible, he didn't know I was there. He didn't know anyone was there. He was completely oblivious. He was just lost in helping this person. What a great exploit. What a great people. The people who know their God shall be strong and do great exploit. I just love that it impacted me. And I want to encourage you to realize that when we help hurting people, it's a great exploit. Then the fourth one, winning souls, winning people to Jesus. That is a great exploit. As a matter of fact, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30 says, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And listen, he or she who wins souls is wise. There's a wisdom in winning souls, caring about people, wanting people to have the faith that you have been so blessed to know Jesus and to be able to share that with people around and about you. May we always be a winning church, winning in the sense of winning people to Christ. May we always be a bringing church where we don't forget to be doing everything we can to bring people with us. Let's be a testifying church where your story, your example, your testimony, you're free to share it with other people because it's a great exploit when we're leading other people to Jesus Christ. What a great, great exploit adventure that that is. Brendan Brown. Brendan Brown, some of you would know his story. Again, one of our pastors, he and Jackie now are in San Francisco. Hillsong, San Francisco. And he got radically saved. He ran nightclubs. He was in the gutter in King's Cross and he thought he'd gone too far. He had overdosed and he literally thought he was going to lose his life. He was panicking. And somehow he encountered a girl he had known, I think. I'm not fully sure of all of the exact details, but he met her and I think she began him on a journey finding Christ. And he ended up through a jeans store where he worked, meeting all sorts of people from Hillsong Church, including my son, Ben Houston, including Laura Lentz and others who are probably still here today. And he was radically saved, radically saved as people do great exploits, which is as simple as sharing the gospel. But it didn't stop with him being saved within moments. Jackie, who's now his wife, she was saved. And then his mother and his father, they both became Christians. And then his adult brother, he became a Christian and his brother's wife became a Christian. And he just kept on every single time. On a Sunday night, we'd have an altar call where we'd bring people forward. Brendan would be there with not just one or two, but sometimes numbers of people. That is a great exploit. And you may feel, well, that's for someone else, but let's be people who believe that God can use us to do great exploits in Jesus' name. Number five, changing something for the better is a great exploit. It really is when we can be agents of change. I think our worship, it literally is changing people. I hear stories of someone driving in their car and they're listening to the worship, they're listening to the music and the Holy Spirit touches them. And they have to pull over to the side of the road as they just weep as the presence of God touched them. That is changing life. That's a great exploit. Let's never, ever just reduce what we do through the mission of our worship. The mission, that's what it is. These people are missionaries. Let's never lose sight of what it is and the lives that is changing, the people that is helping. I was blessed enough to preach in Hillsong, Brisbane on Friday night. It was their 10th anniversary of being Hillsong. 
which is shocking to me. And may I just tell you that May the 11th is 20 years since Bobby and I took on what now is our city campus and they became a part of Hillsong Church. 20 years here in Sydney since our second ever campus. May the 11th, 2019, and we started in May 1999. Well, in Brisbane, on Friday night, there was one particular man there who, you know, he's a well-known Australian, to be honest, and he raised his hand to make a decision for Christ. But what I loved is when I had a chance to talk to him, he said, I've wanted to come for such a long time. I love the music. That's what I'm saying. The music's not just music. It, it reaches people. It changes lives. And so there's various ways when we can do anything to influence and change people's lives, which brings me to number six, influencing others positively. Influencing others positively is a great exploit. The influence you can have on your own children. Train your children in the way they should go and they'll not depart from it. That's a great endeavour. That's a great achievement. The adventure of raising children with the, the hope and the belief that we can have the kind of positive influence on them where they'll spend their lives serving Jesus. They'll spend their lives. And then your grandkids. I love my grandkids. The, you know, the granddad thing. It's, oh no, not another granddad story. You know, those stories, yeah. Well, it's a funny thing, you know, because as you get older, I don't know, but I think grandkids helps do it. Number one, I realize that God is real when I, when I look and I see that he'll give you supernaturally the same love for your grandchildren, even though it's one generation removed, as you have for your own children. In fact, I think I like my grandkids more than my own kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you do. You just have this, this greater love for them. But I also, I think, am more aware than ever just about the vulnerability of children. Just their innocence and then things that, like bullying. It just does so much damage and obviously the horror of abuse and just all the other ways that kids... But to think that we have the opportunity to impact them positively with our own legacy, with our own you know, heritage, and that's a great exploit. And not just on your own family, but on your workmates, your colleagues. Let's be people whose lives are committed to being a blessing and having a positive impact on other people. Yes, and number seven, building something lasting is a great exploit. See, that's the great thing about the local church. What God does in the local church is eternal. You're part of something eternal. And let's never underestimate it and let's not take it for granted and not let us treat it lightly. Let's decide that we are people who recognise the value of being part of something that is eternal. Lives have been changed forever, forever, yes. And so these to me are great exploits. And it's the people who know their God who shall be strong. The strength comes from knowing God and the exploits come from the strength that we have through knowing God, to know Him. Sadly, some people think God is unknowable. Maybe an agnostic, they sort of believe there is an entity, that there is a, a higher being. They may even call that higher being God, but they don't think that you can have relationship, that you can walk or talk with, with God. You know, you can have any kind of friendship or intimacy with God. Some people, they, they, they 
basically are so aware of their own sophisticated intellect that they try to find God through knowing him or they reject God because it doesn't make sense to their intellect. Thank God for a sharp mind. I've always been so grateful he gave me such an incredibly sharp mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just like a blessing in my life. My 18% in school certificate mathematics. I've always been grateful to God for my shot. But I did much better in biology. I got 24% of biology. So, And believe it or not, I passed all my other subjects. But my marks were 50, 57, and 58. And so uh, I don't think I had a, a thinking problem. I think I had a learning problem because I didn't listen. I just dreamed in school. I didn't know you were supposed to actually write stuff down and listen to anybody. <laughs> and so, anyway, you know, it's a sad thing because people try to use an earth base to know God. But the things of God cannot be known through, if you like, the, the logic or the intellect of humanity. Thank God for sharp people. But let's never, ever start to value whether God is knowable by our own ability to reason him because you'll never know God that way. The scripture says, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. It's the spirit of God that draws people to himself, that draws people to God the Father and you can know him. Do you know God? Do you believe you can know God? To think that we can know Him, we can walk with Him, we can talk with Him, we can have a friendship with Him. Jesus said, I no longer call you servants, I call you friends. And to think that we can be friends of God and that truly we can know more and more of the un unsearchable riches of Jesus, the unsearchable riches of God. It's a beautiful thing to know the opportunity we have. And yet, sadly, sadly, some people struggle with the idea of knowing God. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Brian Houston. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.